Hello and welcome to Generation Mix. This is the podcast where a father and a son review the CDs that dad's been making for the son for the last six years or so. I'm the dad, I'm Neil. I'm the son, I'm Joel. And if you picked up on our musical intro clue, today we are listening to the music of... Pet Shop Boys. If you've watched any of our YouTube videos on our top 100 songs, Joel actually included two Pet Shop Boys songs in his top 100. So I think you've kind of picked up that from this CD, haven't you? Yeah. So this is one you're possibly looking forward to. The Pet Shop Boys are a duo that were formed in the 80s of Neil Tennant, who used to write for the magazine Smash Hits, and Chris Lowe. Neil Tennant is the vocalist, Chris Lowe is the instrumentalist. They're still going strong. Uh, the most recent album came out in 2020 and was called Hotspot, I think. This CD was made long before that, so obviously it's not going to have anything from Hotspot. Should we dive in, Joel? Yeah. The first track then that I put on this CD for you was a top 10 single from 1993. And it's from the album Very, it's Can You Forgive Her? That's one of the ones that's in my top 100. In fact, it was in your top 40, wasn't it? Because we did 40 yeah. to 31 last week. And this was the first song you mentioned in that list. Yeah. So he really likes this song to have included it that high in his top 100 of all time. I think this song contains some really clever lyrics and rhymes in it. Things like, remember when you were more easily led behind the cricket pavilion in the bicycle shed. It's just a really clever rhyme. When people talk of the Pet Shop Boys 80s period, they sometimes refer to it as their imperial phase, which I think means that they were basically conquering the album chart and the singles chart and were the biggest chart act at that time. They had four number ones. This is the fourth and final of their number ones. It's from the album Actually, which was a huge success and it's hard. Well, I don't think you're going to put anything above Can I You Forgive Her, to be honest. No. 
Probably not. Um, unless, unless you've got a surprise coming in the next 30 songs when we do on my YouTube channel. It's your favourite song, Can You Forgive It? But Heart, it's not the Pet Shop Boys' favourite song. Like I say, it was a number one single, but Neil Tennant doesn't particularly like it that much. Uh, he thinks it's a bit of a boring pop song that they wrote, really. I, I disagree. I think Heart is a fine song. But equally, I don't think it's as good as something like Can You Forgive, which didn't chart anywhere near as highly. Uh, there's there's a quite clever usage that um, they talk about missing a heartbeat and they use the rhythm to signify that in the song. The next track is my personal favourite Pet Shop Boys single and was in my top 40 and therefore in the video we just published on my Pock and Rock channel. It also appeared in your top 100, but a bit further back, didn't it, John? Yeah. It's from my favourite Pet Shop Boys album, which is Behaviour, which is sometimes known as their downer album, Being Boring. I came across a cache of photos and invitations to teenage parties. Dress in white, one said It's a fantastic song. I might possibly consider it better than, um, better than Can You Forgive Her Now. Really? Recently, yeah. Wow. So basically what you've done on my YouTube channel with your top 100 is a lie. It is now, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't when, we, uh, when I made the list. I think you put it in the 40s section, so it's only a slight difference of, of favourability. Being Boring was the first Pet Shop Boys single to stall outside the top 20 when it was released in 1991. And yet, in Pet Shop Boys fans' polls, this routinely comes out top. I think it's the it's viewed as being the perfect Pet Shop Boys single, but not a commercial single. It's brilliant, Being Boring. It's so deep and nuanced. It's an absolutely brilliant lyric. And my favourite Pet Shop Boys song, and by the sounds of it, Joel, from what you just said, might be yours as well. Yeah. The next track is taken from an album called Yes. So the Pet Shop Boys are famous for having single word album titles. So they started off with Please in 86. Actually, I think it was 1988. Very behaviour, introspective. They've kept that going throughout their entire career. And in the noughties, about 2008, they released an album called Yes. 
And this is from that is called Pandemonium. I love you really though I know no one believes me This chaos every time I like this one. I thought you were going to be dismissive of this one, actually. That surprises me. But you liked it. Yeah. Wow. I think it's a really good track from the Yes album. And the Yes album, I think, was their best one probably since Behaviour. I kind of lost interest in the Pet Shop Boys around the turn of the millennium. With a few exceptions, which will be coming up on this CD. But the Yes album, I thought, was a return to that great sound that they had in the 80s and early 90s. And Pandemonium is a great album track from it. I think this would have been a good single, but they didn't release it. However, they did name their tour after it. And a subsequent live album is called Pandemonium. Now, the next track is from... A Pet Shop Boys album I really didn't like. It's called Introspective. And they were trying to do something different. The, the Pet Shop Boys do both pop and what they call art. In fact, their compilation from 2003 is called Pop Art. But with Introspective, they went quite deep down the art route and decided that they wanted to release an album that was effectively 12-inch mixes of singles. Calling that own music art is kind of up themselves yeah it has been said before joel <laughs> that they Good. can be a little bit pompous yeah but they have a point they, they try and do something differently and, and that's often reflected in both their lyrics and even the titles of some of their songs that they don't just go for a, an easy title a perfect example of one that's on the art CD of the pop art is the next track from Introspective, which you like. In fact, this was in contention for your top 100 at one point. We'll it's left to my own devices. One day I'll read or learn to drive a car. If you pass the test, you can beat the rest. But I don't like to compete or talk street, street, street. I can pick up the best from the party animal. was but that was when i couldn't remember the verses i don't particularly like the verses why don't you like the verses of this I, song? I can't stand the verses because they're spoken rather yeah. than sung that helps i think the the spoken word verses are quite good fun and it's the fact that they're spoken word and it was a hit single that puts it into the art over the pop category but the, the chorus is banging you really like that yes agreed the next track is one that i got to know as a result of the pop art album and they got a bit of criticism both for this album and for this single because they deviated away from their 
electronic keyboard sounds and started to incorporate guitars for the first and I believe pretty much the only time. This song is about the New Labour movement of Tony Blair and how one of the architects of it, Peter Mandelson, was left out in the cold. It's called I Get Along, it's from the album release. You've got quite an appetite for Now, I thought you were going to say you thought that was boring. No. Because that was so much more like a traditional pop rock song than anything else on this entire CD. I really liked that song when I first heard it on Pop Art. I have yet, and this is an admission, I have yet to listen to the release album. I, I will have to listen to it at some point because if the rest of the album's like that, I think it's going to be a contender for the crown of my favourite Pet Shop Boys album. And speaking of my favourite Pet Shop Boys album, we're going back to behaviour for a really, really good song called Nervous. All we'll talk about It all some nights But nervously we Never get it right From the start That's a shame. I think nervously is just a. Well, it's very indicative, in my opinion, of the behaviour album. So it's a good chance that despite the fact you like being boring, maybe you wouldn't like the behaviour album. Mm. Interestingly enough, despite the fact the previous album was called Introspective, Behaviour actually is introspective. <laughs> Whereas I don't think Introspective was. So let's go to the beginning of their career, which was the album Please. Now their first song and their first number one hit single, once it was remixed and released, is called West End Girls. I don't like West End Girls and I never have. But I did like the follow-up single, both when West End Girls was first released and indeed when it was re-released, which is Opportunities. Let's make lots of money. Terrific song, fantastic video. I'm going to have to show it you at some point where they're just tipping hats and money keeps falling out and the next hat, it, it keeps changing. It's such a clever little video for, for a very simple concept. The chorus is superb though, isn't it, as well? Yeah. Way back in season one of this, we talked about how Keen had a really good way with the chorus. I think the same can be said of the Pet Shop Boys choruses, that they are absolutely... 
singable. Very, very singable and join in with, aren't they? Yeah. We will return to the album, please, a little bit later in this episode. But moving on to the album that came straight after, which was actually the crowning period of their imperial phase for a very downbeat song, which is called King's Cross. Possibly the best thing on the actually album. Again, you surprise me. That's a very introspective song, but I think it's saved by the chorus for you, isn't it? That yeah. someone told me Saturday stuff. It just works really well. It's an interesting kind of epilogue to that song. So that was released on the album, actually. And it talks about, in the lyrics, dead and wounded on either side, you know it's only a matter of time. 31 days later, saw the King's Cross fire, in which 31 people died. It was a massive fire. It made huge changes to the way that the underground stations of London were run and, and maintained. An absolutely horrific disaster. And it's interesting that it was only one month later that that happened after those lines were released to the public on the album. And sometimes it's viewed as being somewhat prophetic about what actually happened at King's Cross, which kind of gives it a slightly dark edge, really, doesn't it? Mm. Let's jolly things up a little bit with a track from an album I really don't care for, which is bilingual. However, I do really like this track personally. It's Sea Vida A, That's the Way Life Is. I like this one. Really? Yeah, it's fun. What, what in particular? It's fun. Well, it's got a very Brazilian samba-style beat to it. And it fun is a good way to describe Say Vida, eh? That's the way life is. It's a really positive track from a period in their career where they were still selling stuff, but they weren't kind of storming the charts quite so much anymore. Another track now from my favourite, Behaviour, and this was released as a single, although it was kind of the B-side to their cover of Where the Streets Have No Name Can't Take My Eyes Off of You. It's How Can You Expect to Be Taken Seriously. I like it, but not a ton. Interesting. Why do you think that is? Because I talking about their choruses, I think this is one has got a I do pretty really stonking like, chorus. I do really like the chorus. 
I mean, it's pretty much the title of the song. So. Example of they have very long titles and sometimes that's just the chorus. <laughs> Apparently, Neil Tennant has said that the track was inspired by a female pop star from 1989. Widely believed now that that was the front woman of the band Transition Vamp, Wendy James, and being taken seriously was something she strived for a couple of years later and did not achieve when she released an album called Now Ain't The Time For Your Tears. Once again, perhaps his experience as a writer for smash hits meant that he could actually detect what was going to be beyond just simple pop. I think he applied that into his successful career as a star himself. Now we come to a track from the 2012 album, the follow-up to Yes, called Elysium. And it's the track I know least on this entire compilation. So even I'm going to have to listen to this, Joel. <laughs> it's called Leaving. You are shocking me. Actually, I don't particularly like that one. That's the one track so far that I'm indifferent to. I don't hate it, but you quite like it. You were the one who put it on here. Well, at the time, I wanted to give something that was more rounded and covered their career. It's a huge career. And I didn't just want to give you the hits. I mean, this was a single, but you really like it. So, so far then, this is proving to be one of your best generation mix episodes. You're... I don't think there's anything you disliked. There's a few you like less, but there's nothing you disliked so far. Yeah, agreed. I that one surprises me. I think that's possibly the most boring track out of all of them in there. Not that it's being boring. Let's go back to behaviour again, which hasn't been the gold mine I was hoping it was going to be for you. For one of the singles that was released from it, it's jealousy. kind of boring <laughs> after everything we've just said yeah oh but joel that's a great song the chorus alone is worth the admission fee who have you been where have you been who have you seen you didn't phone when you said you would it's just perfect lyrical evocation of the jealous emotion it's and you said it was kind of boring you will not like the album behaviour, I think it's safe to say. Probably Except not. the track being boring, ironically enough. The next track is my favourite of their number one hit singles. And I don't think it made my top 100, but it would have probably nudged just the outside. I've gigged this in my own particular of arrangement. Course. From actually, 
It's the fantastic song, It's a Sin. So Reminded me a ton of um, I Will Survive. Don't know who, but I can't remember who by. But. Well, I understand why you say that, and that's because the song follows the cycle of fifths, which right. is a, 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 a thing that's used in a lot of music. In fact, there's there's an Adele song that I really like. Um, you know, the. Yeah, but, yeah, but, like, Nothing else sounds, it sounds so much like that. There's an Adele song, which I really like, called Million Years Ago. That does the same thing. It does the cycle of fifths. It's not that similar, though. It's just because that's got a high-energy beat behind it. A lot of songs, particularly when you put a high-energy beat behind them, have a similarity to I Will Survive. And I Will Survive wasn't unique. Personally, I can't stand I Will Survive, but I love It's a Sin. I like it. I like I Will Survive. Do you like It's a Sin? Yeah. Let's return to the Yes album for something that was released as a single. Because if you remember, we said that Pandemonium wasn't. This is Did You See Me Coming? Well. So we've had two that you haven't particularly liked, is what we're saying to that so far. No, I, I didn't dislike that one. That one was okay. But we, Did you dislike Jealousy or was it just a little bit boring? Just a little bit boring. So you didn't really dislike Jealousy either. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I'm just trying to eke out of him the fact that Jealousy is a better song than he'd just given it credit for. <laughs> did you see me coming perfectly fine, but I would agree with you. It's... Nothing particularly special when you put it amongst the company we've been listening to on the rest of the CD. The next track being a perfect example of it. Back to their debut album, Please. This was a top 10 hit. It's Suburbia. In 
Good single, Suburbia. After West End Girls had hit number one and Opportunities and Love Comes Quickly hadn't really done a huge amount, although they were top 20, Suburbia was a top 10 hit, which isn't bad for the fourth single from an album. And it kind of perhaps heralded the fact they were going to be out around for quite a while, as indeed they still are. Suburbia is a good pop song. Final pick now and penultimate track that we're going to listen to is from Behaviour. I picked five of it because I like the album that much. I've got a bad feeling you're not going to like this one. And it's... This must be the place I waited years to be. Was I right to be no, trepidatious? No, that one was okay. That was fine. Oh. Oh, maybe you would actually enjoy listening to the whole Behaviour album. I'll have to try you with it. I have it on vinyl. Great album. I like that song quite a lot. I It's their downer album. So there is a lot of downbeat themes and sounds on it. They followed it up three years later with a Greatest Hits compilation in between. With something that's sometimes referred to as their upper album. And I can't stand this record. It's called Very. We had Can You Forgive Her from it, which is your potentially your favourite Pet Shop Boys song. And then there's this, which when I heard it on Very, I hated it. Because the single remix is this, what we're going to listen to, and is fantastic. It's one of the reasons why I think Very is an awful album, but it's got some good songs on it. This is, I wouldn't normally do this. I love that one. Like I say, the version on Very I detest. Ultimately, this was remixed by Beatmasters to become the single that they had success with. And the Pet Shop Boys themselves came to prefer the remixed version because it's better. <laughs> it's suddenly, it's one of the few times where I've realised that a remix can totally transform a song. And it does it in this case for I wouldn't normally do this kind of thing. I included that as the last track because, generally speaking, dance music, which is kind of what the Pet Shop Boys are doing, is not normally my kind of thing, which I've said a few times on my YouTube channel. I wouldn't normally listen to this kind of thing, so it felt like an appropriate end for this CD. What do you think of it overall, Joel? It's okay. I think it's amongst your top... It is definitely amongst my top well. Certainly amongst your top 10 that we've done so far out of the 32. Probably. If not potentially in your top five. I mean, what would you put above it? Probably. Green Day? Green Day, 100%. Keen? 
Keane. Beatles? Probably Beatles. Bowie? Probably, yeah. Bowie. I think it's generally been quite a successful CD overall. And I will hear it coming from your bedroom often. No, you won't. <laughs> well, we've reached that point in the podcast where it's time for... Jaws Revenge! So this time on Jaws Revenge, I picked a song that that probably already knows. Well, okay. And it is Skater Boy by Avril Lavigne. I do already Avril know Lavin. it. Not only do I already know it, I play it. Well, it wasn't me who introduced it to our covers band. It was the guitarist Matt. I do like it. I, I think Skater Boy is fun. A video game. It's a twenty-year-old song. I know, but it's it's actually it's a really good fun song. I, I got it from a mobile game about tapping tiles. Of every behind. revenge you've put me through, this is the best one. That really? in, that includes the only other one that I really have liked, which was Found, slash Found Tonight. This is definitely the best one because it's a song I already like. Yeah. And that's a nice thing for you to do, given that it was a nice Daddy's Introduction CD. Yeah. And a good Generation Mix episode. So that concludes episode 32 of Generation Mix. Cross-promotion time. I've got a YouTube channel called Pock and Rop. I've mentioned it a few times already. Head on over. I am the only Pock and Rop if you search for that on Google, which would be brilliant. We're on 49 subscribers. I'm one away from the magical 50. I have a channel called Fox Eating Nuggets. You mean not Fox Eating Nintendo? You've changed your mind again. I changed my mind ages ago. Yeah, it's Fox Eating Nuggets again now. Because there's Fox nothing on it. Nintendo doesn't fit what I'm planning on doing. Whereas I'm putting out something every week, he's putting out something and I will if put, he feels like it. I will start putting stuff out every week. I need to get started and get a day where my friend can do it with me. Thank you to everybody who's listening to this. The best thing you can do is tell someone else about it and boost our numbers. That would be fantastic. I don't know that we ever get any advertising because we're not big enough to get at people automatically advertising on our podcast when it's downloaded. We'll be back in two or three weeks, depending on how difficult it is to get Joel to actually record with us. It's a bit of a lesser known artist to most people on the next one, so you might well struggle with the musical clue. But do come back anyway, because you may hear something you like. Who knows? Yes. So come back in two or three weeks' time. But until then, this is Generation Mix signing off. Bye. Bye. Bye.